Hi, welcome back to the third episode of Beyond the Bookshelf podcast here at the Columbus Junction Public Library. I'm Mandy. And I'm Erin. And today we are talking about books. We're glad we persevered and finished. So I'm going to go ahead and go first. I just want to do a quick little PSA. Erin typically reads more fantasy than she does nonfiction because I'm a student, so I read a lot of nonfiction for school. So I typically don't read biographies. However, I also love death, mayhem, all of that fun stuff. So I saw The Trial of Lizzie Borden by Kara Robertson, and I'm like, this is right up my alley. I absolutely want to read this. I started it, and I'm like, oh, yeah. This is a biography with a bunch of information. I kind of got intimidated by the information and then I stopped and I returned it, but I want to know what's going on. So I picked it back up and I'm really glad I did because it gave a lot of information on the trial and how her femininity, her social status affected how the trial went on. I'm glad I persevered through a biography because I don't normally do that. So I love that you picked a nonfiction book because that did not even register to me because (laughs) most of the time I don't finish it. I get enough of the gist of everything and then I might go out to Wikipedia to get the end of it because like I'm I'm done I'm, I've moved on which is exactly what I do so I'm just like <laughs> okay no we're finishing this one it's Lizzie Borden if I'm ever gonna finish a biography let's finish it's hers it's gonna be Lizzie Borden yeah I love it So my first book that I'm so glad that I finished is a relatively new one. It's called The Secret Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. I have no reason why I almost didn't finish this book because I loved it. I loved the premise of it. Basically, late one night in the 1700s, Addie LaRue makes a deal with an entity. I'm not going to say it's the devil because he's older than that. She realizes she doesn't want to be married. She doesn't want to have a family. She wants out of this life. She wants to go and she wants to live. So she makes this deal with this god, I guess. And in return, nobody remembers her. She cannot leave any type of footprint in this world. So she goes along for like 300 years. And and I love it because it's back and forth between different times. And then all of a sudden in like the early 2000s, she meets someone who remembers her. And like, this is like right up my alley. And I loved the writing. I loved the characters. I loved all of it. And I don't know why I got to the point where I almost didn't finish it, but I'm so glad it did because the ending is so incredibly satisfying. It is just, I can't say anything about it because it will be nothing but spoilers, but it is so satisfying. It is so wonderful. And I just like want to talk about this book with anybody, but I don't know why in the middle I was like able to easily put it down and almost just brought it back and like, it's time to move on to the next thing. But I'm super glad that I finished that one. It was awesome. Okay, so two things on this. First of all, oh, I'm sorry. Were you like forgetting her as you're reading the book? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I didn't even think about that. I, okay, so I am currently reading this book. And as it turns out, I'm having the exact same issue. I know what the issue is. I typically like books where we're moving forward. The author takes me, picks me up, and we're moving forward in this. This book, because it's told in segments and memories, it feels like my friend took me to a party. And now I'm going from like little group to group to group, but my friend has abandoned me. So I'm just sitting in on other people's conversations. And I don't like the meanderingness of it. It definitely does meander. It does. So I think it's harder for me because I've got a short attention span. So it meanders. And then at the end, it just flawlessly comes together in this beautiful packaging and bow and all of that stuff. And you're like, oh, yeah, that was good. (laughs) Like, 
And I think that's part of it too, is I love books where I don't see the ending coming and I didn't see the ending coming. And I didn't know that that's the ending that I would have wanted for the book. Okay. You know what I mean? Like all along, you kind of like, I don't know if you guys do this. Like I'm already 10 paces ahead, like trying to figure out like, how's this going to end? What's going to happen next? And then I constantly kind of shift what my prediction is as we go along. And this is not something that I ever predicted, which was awesome. I'm so excited. Mandy keeps talking about this book. And that's part of the reason I am reading this book. However, I am also like struggling to get through it. So I'm excited to see the ending to see if the payoff is worth it. So let's see if I agree with Mandy. It's okay. She's going to be right. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Good. Okay, so the next book that I'm glad that I finished is Six of Crows by Lee Bardugo. So I saw this book, I saw the cover, I knew it was part of a series, I wasn't quite sure the order of the series, so I was kind of like intimidated by it, but I got it and I read the first couple pages and I didn't realize in the beginning that the narrator with every chapter changes. It's usually um, these six main characters. However, the first one starts with like a side character that you don't really like see that much in the book. I hated his perspective and being in his head so when I started the book, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm just going to put it back. The cover's really pretty. It doesn't matter if it's pretty, if it's not good. But then I was on like Pinterest and Amazon has these ads for books and they had the line from the book and they're like, click if you want to see what book this is. So you can like figure out what this quote is from. Of course, it was from Six of Crows. So then I'm like, well, now I have to read this book because this line is amazing. And I'm like, oh, by the way, the line was, is one day you'll find a boy who remembers your favorite flower your favorite things and he'll be your favorite everything or something like that oh snap that's good yeah no it's really good that one's moving up the list you guys right um also it's gonna be a netflix show so i'm like i might as well read it because if i watch it and it's right up my alley to watch i'm not gonna go back and read the book because if i enjoy it i won't read the book because i don't want to ruin the show for me you know hashtag wasn't going to watch bridgerton because she loved the books too much Guys, I might be a little stubborn and a little silly. I acknowledge that I have very weird lines. And as long as you acknowledge them, it's fine because you're addressing the issue. You don't have to actually fix the issue. The issue has been addressed. (laughs) (laughs) We all have lines when it comes to the books and the media that we consume. And we're completely supportive of whatever lines you may draw about the media and books that you consume. We just have to give Aaron a rough time about it. Like, legit. (laughs) Good. Uh, But this book was so right up my alley. It's uh, very high fantasy. It had a lot of LGBTQ in it. It had different races. It had magic in there. It was a heist. I love heist novels. They also addressed in the most loving way possible body issues and like body shaming. And it's so good. I've genuinely not read a book that had six characters that was able to manage them all so lovingly. Ooh, I love that. That's a good endorsement. So my second book that I'm glad that I finished is going to surprise Erin very much because this is completely out of my wheelhouse. The Martian by Andy Weir. What? Uh, see, I knew she was going to say that. Like, what, what, what? You you read space? I read space. Can you believe it? Mandy does not read space at Mandy all. does not read a lot of sci-fi. No. And I would qualify that as sci-fi, but I almost qualify it a little bit more as, like, a survival story. Oh, yeah. And... 
that I can get down with. So it's been a while since I've read it. I actually had to like go through my Goodreads list to see because there's some books where I'm like, I don't know why I finished that, but I did. <laughs> like, I mean, I have positive things to say about it, but it's not necessarily the books that I would recommend. So The Martian was a little while ago. Uh, we read it for my book club. It was not my choice. Mm, that's why she read it, guys, is because for is a book club. Um, she didn't choose to read this book. She didn't choose to finish it. There was societal pressure for her to finish no, no, this book. No. No, no, no. I legit did not read the book before our book club. And then I watched the movie and thought, oh, this isn't too bad and went and read the book. And glad I did because there were differences. Of course, this has been a couple years ago. So way too much has happened to remember like all the details. But I did love being in that character's head. I think I liked that it seemed plausible, realistic, like the solutions seemed really realistic to me, like could potentially happen. So then it didn't feel quite as sci-fi to me. And I don't don't know, I, I really did like it. I can't like speak to like all of the different plot points and characters and stuff like that. But I just remembered thinking, oh, I'm really glad I stepped outside of my usual. And I went with this book that I normally would not have picked up on my own based on Aaron's reaction to the title. (laughs) We all know Mandy's avoidance of all things (laughs) sci-fi. Which I don't know why. Every time you read sci-fi, you're like, wow, this was really good. I really enjoyed that. And I'm like, Mandy. (laughs) It's true. It's true. I know. It's a problem. I'm acknowledging it. I'm trying. I'm stepping outside the box. Which is good because women in sci-fi has such a wonderful history. I I can go on and on about sci-fi. That's a whole nother podcast. And I love, like, I do love fantasy stuff. Like when Aaron's talking about Six of Crows, I'm like, oh, that, that one has to move up on the list. And there's some amazing fantasy books that are coming out this next year that I'm super stoked about. I just, I don't, I don't know. Like when I think sci-fi, I think these great big heavy tomes with all this, uh, too much detail. Mandy gets lost in the details. But again, this is something to acknowledge. So that just means that you need to be finding sci-fi that doesn't have too much detail. Correct. So again, we are going to address sci-fi in another podcast because Aaron's got a lot to say. Aaron has a lot to say. And Mandy has a lot to defend. <laughs> I hate how accurate that description was. (laughs) Anyway. We also wanted to do one honorable mention each. Um, My honorable mention is Accidental Vampire by Lindsay Sands. So I was younger and my mom was talking about the book that she was reading and it was sounded really fun and really interesting. And I'm like, this sounds right up my alley. Can I read it too? And she said, no. And I'm like, well, that doesn't seem fair. And instantly you're like, oh, I'm reading that book. Well, yeah, of course. I'm reading that book. (laughs) It's happening, people. (laughs) My mom told me, no, you can't read that book. And I'm like, I'm sorry. If I'm going to rebel, it's going to be about books. And I'm going to read it with a flashlight under the covers after bedtime. It's happening. (laughs) That's exactly what I did. For those of you that don't know Lindsay Sands, she is a romance author. If any of you have read romance, you can be sure that little Erin was a little surprised when she got to specific parts. (laughs) in the book let's say the not pg-13 parts of the book maybe rated r Uh, maybe more than rated r moving forward so uh, i was reading the story and it was really funny and i was really liking the characters even though they were adults and i was like not an adult so i'm just like this is great mom why couldn't i read this well then i got to a part and i'm like oh they're kissing they're doing what are they doing i don't know i'm just skipping
skipping it. But then I like I got to the second one and I'm like, is this gonna be the whole book? So then I just like stopped and I put it down. But I wanted to know about the main characters. I wanted to know if they got together because fun fact, Erin hadn't read any romance novels yet. She didn't know that the end of romance novels, they usually get together. So I didn't even need to finish the book. The happily ever after is expected. It's true. It is. So of course I finished it and I'm glad I did because that started me on a love of romance novels. And I think this is A, I'm glad I finished the book because it's honestly one of my favorite books I've ever read, ever. Another thing I really enjoy about it is it got me started on romance novels before I was really reading a lot of YA with love triangles or like books like Gossip Girl and stuff where you have girl against girl who are like snipping at each other and fighting over like boys or being competitive with each other. Instead, what I was like consuming was that romance was I'm a person who's working towards being with you and I'm a person that's working towards being with you. We have outside struggles, but we work together on them to get a happy ever after. So I think that gave me not only a better outlook on what relationships would be as an adult, hopefully, I don't know. Um, I'm barely an adult. I'm a little adult. You're a new adult. I'm a new adult. Oh, I like that. As opposed to an old adult like You're me. You're not an old or, adult. Uh, I don't know. A used adult. I don't know. That sounds even worse. <laughs> Never mind. Even worse. An old adult. Like, I was trying to think of the opposite of new. Like, it's new and used, new like, and old. Yeah, experienced is not... Yeah, experienced uh, doesn't sound great either. Aged also doesn't sound no, right. No, uh, aged sounds terrible. Yeah, it does, it does. I was going to say medium adult, but then I also felt, is that dismissive? <laughs> that makes me think of, like, my fake medium done. So you're medium, and then, like, you know, when you get to, like, 50s, that's, like, medium well. And oh, then, like, oh, and then it's well done. It's well She's done. comparing us to steak, people. Yeah, I'm, I'm a rare adult. Okay, yes. that is actually kind of cute. So not only was I excited that I was getting um, this more positive side of female relationships, I also, I think that, and this is something anyone who reads romance novels know, you are reading this romance novel, you talk to somebody else, and they're like, I loved this story, I loved the emotion, I loved the connection between the characters, between the family, and it starts its community really early on. A lot of women can attest to this, and a lot of women will read that romance seen because it does create a community. So I was excited that I got the best side of women in reading early on and then I stepped into a community of women. So really feminist there. Sorry guys. No, I love it. So my honorable mention is Lullaby by Chuck Palahniuk. And this was a recommendation by a library patron. So he's the guy that wrote the book Fight Club. So while Mandy does all things true crime, podcasts, Dateline, documentaries, the whole thing, Mandy is a weenie when she's reading fiction. You hate horror. I do. I mean, give me Frankenstein. I'm down with that. Like, that's hardcore. One of my favorite books ever. And all renditions thereof, I'm totally down with. But like Stephen King, forget it. I still have never finished The Historian by Elizabeth Kostova because I didn't realize Vlad the Impaler was on the front of the book until late one night and I saw it and it freaked me out and I've never finished that book. I won't even get the ebook of it where I won't even see the cover because it freaked me out and I can't let it go. I'm forever scarred by that book. So lullaby, the premise of the book is that people are dying because of this lullaby that you can even think the lullaby and someone will die immediately like the person that you're looking at and so it's the story of a guy who unwittingly figures this out when he kills his kid oh no and his wife oh yeah. no 
did he have any left or was he alone? No, he was alone. Oh no. And he was, a, I think he was a cop. It's been a few years since I've read this, but he goes on a hunt to like find these books to get them out of people's hands. And the idea that ideas and thoughts and like that whole thing, how easy it is to let our inner monsters out, I guess. Like he knows that this poem, this lullaby will do this. And so sometimes he starts out like sort of like vindicating things, but then other times like people are just annoying him or frustrating him or in his way. And before he even realizes it, this lullaby is going through his head. And so like just how easy it is for our inner like our inner monsters to come out. It was a bananas book. I loved every single second of it. It scared me, like the the possibilities that it held. And I'm so glad I finished it. I'm so glad to whoever recommended it to me because it was phenomenal. And I'm so glad I finished it. Because it was a recommendation from a library patron, I really felt like I needed to finish it. And I'm so glad that I did. But there were a couple times where I had to like, not be reading it at home by myself <laughs> because I'm like that I can't like no more dark and stormy nights no more anything give me my happily ever after I need to move on I think I had to do a couple like palette cleanser books after I read it but that one was phenomenal just this premise of if you could would you and how would you stop yourself in the heat of the moment and I think that translates to so many bigger things and like I said the details are probably lost on me because it's been a couple of years since I've read it but I just remembered thinking like hmm. <laughs> the implications of this book were were phenomenal and so in preparation for this podcast I was looking up how to say the author's name properly and it turns out, here's where Mandy's true crime obsession gets a little out of hand. Oh no, I'm so excited, guys. Okay, so he wrote this book mm -hmm. directly after he testified to give the death penalty to his dad and mom's murderer. Oh my God. I know I didn't know that. Oh so like now God. I have to do this deep dive into this case. Um, so obviously... It's not just the story, it's the implications thereof. And you yeah. know that that was really building in the author's mind because of his own personal stuff. That sounds so good. I can't wait to read that one, actually. It, it's really good. It's probably the book that when I recommend it, I, I feel like this is completely out of nowhere. But sometimes it's that push for us to read something completely out of the ordinary, completely something that we're not used to, that sometimes gives us the best reaction because we didn't even realize we wanted that or needed that. I just love how books can like put you into that scenario and kind of give you what you didn't even realize that you wanted. So Thank you for joining us and we will see you next time. And I think we're talking about hot take. Graphic novels are real books and we want you to read them. We want your kids to read them. We want everyone to read them. So we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye guys.